I love that. <laughs> Is that crazy or what? The elk rut noises. Stay away from those red Avery's writing. So first, don't drive a red car in Yellowstone. Up by Mammoth, there's multiple clips of elk uh, charging red cars. That's I don't wild. know if it's like a... Dude. Maybe it's just coincidence that they're all red. But. Watch, watch, watch. Oh. Oh. You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventure and the gear that goes with it. Woo. All right, I'm going to lead this really, one. Uh, Thanks, Greg. Enthusiastic. That was good. It was good. Avery's jealous. He, he can't do the intros anymore. Maybe you should think about sharing. Avery, nah. we'll work on it when nah. we're not here. I'll, I'll train you up a little nah. bit on the intros. Okay, buddy. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> a little bit of news and notes. News and notes. We have. I got some news stories from from local and and the big one, of course, is Yvonne Chenard giving away Patagonia. Just gave it away. Just no longer. I don't want to be a billionaire. We're going to give it away. Animals. Animal stories. Elk. Elk rot. Uh, beer loves the Palisade Seven Eleven. And uh, an idiot named Thomas likes to feed bison. Uh, films. It's film season. And so we got a look, quick list of a couple of films. So diving right in into Utah, there's the Ski Utah Super Snowy Stoked Sweepstakes. Have you heard of this? Negative. Nope. Negative. Goes right the path is full. Okay. Ski Utah. Ski Utah is giving away the winter of your dreams. There's no, so way they, there's no way they can do that. Two Ski Utah gold passes, one day of heli skiing for two. Ooh, they're getting close. <laughs> $2,500 towards Rosignol gear. Mm. <laughs> two Steo Environ jackets and pants. Oh, that's I'll cool. Take them. Yeah. And a year, this will, this, will, this will get you, all right? A year supply of beer from Wasatch Brewery. Wash out squatters. Dang, that is that is quite the giveaway. Uh, yeah, that is a sweepstakes. Utah super stoked snowy sweepstakes. All you have to give away is all your personal information. All your personal information. <laughs> Weird. They asked for. I did it, and I gave them my social security number and my birthday. Just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I t- they told me I had to pay him a couple grand. It was weird. I don't know. Uh, no, yes, I don't go to skiutah.com for all the details, but it is running right now. Entry started at only 25 bucks for 10 tickets. When does, it, when does it end? From tickets, says something, 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 something. Uh, good. Because if this Question. podcast comes out after, that's going to oh, be pretty no, embarrassing. It's, the season hasn't even started. Okay. Just make it so it's, it's a raffle kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's like a raffle. Okay, go do it. There's that. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Okay. Uh, did you guys, see, was there a fire at Nordic? Uh, that's what I heard. I heard about that too. 
Okay, so all these news and notes I'm getting from unofficial networks, it's basically the news for the outdoors. <laughs> and it, Ski stuff. And it's all kinds of wild stuff. Yeah, Snowbrains is a good one too, but these are all from... Anyway, I didn't see it locally. I didn't even see anybody talk about it. I saw it on unofficial networks that our mountain that's like right around the corner was on fire and they think that it might have been on purpose. Uh, Nordic Valley in Eden, Utah is in the midst of a busy off-season, which has included sculpting new glades and building a beer bar in their old ski patrol room. Unfortunately, a brush fire nearly derailed everything. What? Last Thursday night, a brush fire was detected by a Powder Mountain employee who was passing by and then alerted Nordic Valley's head lift mechanic. The Nordic Valley crew was luckily located nearby and it was extinguished quickly. So the fire marshal has yet to determine a cause. This was whatever. But it's currently being investigated for arson. After the fire was extinguished, another fire was found by a road flare further up on Nordic Valley Road. Is this someone who's upset or somebody trying to get rich? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't know about it. You guys hear anything? You guys don't know any more about it than I do. Then, huh? Mm-hmm. Not much. Okay, didn't make the local news. Really, must mm-hmm. not have been a big deal. Uh it's snowing up at Arapahoe Basin. I saw that copper. You, wow. you got to get your October, September, September, still, September yeah. day. I, I kind of got some plans figured out for that, but yeah, maybe it will be Colorado. Might be, and and they're kick. It's cold enough that they're kicking off. Um, they're testing at least the snowmaking stuff. They're not yeah. running it. To, yeah, but, copper's yeah. projected open date is November fourteenth. Wow. wow. Yeah, La Nina should work. We just need to be cold. They they have yeah. uh they they have the snowmaking stuff over there. So if it stays cold, they'll be able to do it. Okay, the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne Chouinard, just gave away his company, apparently. Three billion. I tried to read the article, but it was on New York Times, and I don't subscribe, so I couldn't. Same. I, <laughs> I sent it to Devin, and he sent he replied to me. I'm like, dude, check out this article. I sent him the New York Times one, and he's like, I'll read it on your phone tomorrow because I don't have the subscription. <laughs> but I thought it was weird because I'm like, wait a minute, am I paying for a subscription for this? Because I didn't know that I did. Well, you, it doesn't cost you have to give them all your info, and you can just make an account, and I think you can have a reader's account. I don't recall ever doing that, though. No, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you broke the system. Is it through, like, I might be through, like, my Apple News or something. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Either way, it made me kind of nervous when you're like, I don't have a subscription. I was like, wait, do I have a subscription? <laughs> Why am I, I paying for I this? if I do, I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Unofficial Network's yeah. version of it. Yvonne Shard, the founder of Patagonia, has announced that his family is giving away the wildly profitable apparel company. How profitable is Patagonia? Anybody know off the top of your head? Uh, uh, billion dollars a year. Well, it's a billion. It's evaluated at three bill. Yeah. So it's a hundred million in profit. Hundred million in profit is a lot. A hundred wow. million annually. Annually. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, in lieu of selling the three billion dollar company, the family's donating it to a specifically designed set of trusts and nonprofit organizations. Okay, so for those of you who are like. Well, he's nitty. He's giving away his money. He's not giving away his money. The dude's probably got more. One, he's old. Um, and at 83 or something? He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't need that much money. Two, this is what you do when you get older is you start liquidating your assets. And he, and what, he's, he's a brilliant marketer. Really is. Because he's got to do this anyway to, to uh, kind of move your estate onto the next part of the process. And his estate is Patagonia. And so what you do is you divvy it out into uh, nonprofits and trusts so that you say, okay, my kids won't have to pay all the taxes on it and all this kind of stuff, and we're going to give it to stuff I believe in, nonprofits I believe in. Uh, And, of course, it's Patagonia, so it'll, um, you know, anything that has to do with 
saving the planet essentially. So, which is good, which is good, but it's, it's his way. Like so many people who are wealthy and have businesses do this exact or very similar thing. They don't do this exact thing because what he did was use it as a marketing <laughs> tool yep. to say, I'm giving away my company and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to support gonna, it. I'm going to give, yeah. And it's brilliant. And I, I read, let my people go surfing. This dude's all in on everything, you know, everything he does. Like mm-hmm. I drank the Patagonia Kool-Aid before. But it's it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it's uh, smart. I, I I think it. There's a lot more. Uh, I th- I think people are might be shocked by it if they just heard he's giving it away. But that's not actually. There's a lot more to this behind the scenes of yeah. the story in that. But so the trust that it goes to is specifically designed to promote uh, grassroots environmental causes, right? That's I I read an article about it last night. That was kind of talking about it in depth. Um, and it also, I read this article that said this is kind of a, it's a unique way of, of divvying up an estate, but I read that there was a, another person recently that did something similar, a less famous person, um, sold their business and gave it to, um, how do I say I, in the article, it said Republican causes, but it said specifically it linked it to like, um, more oil production and stuff that's like directly contradictory to what the Patagonia Corporation fights against, right? So so when you have a lot of money and you have a business and you are 80-something years old and you're like, I'm not going to be here yeah. forever, uh, so my legacy, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna put it towards something, and yeah. then you just pick those things, sure. and that's what it goes. Yeah, so his stuff is yeah. very, very directed at environmental, fighting global warming, um, you know, that, that type of stuff, preserving um, – the you wild know, spaces. Yeah, preserving wild spaces and public lands and some of that kind of stuff. So blowing up dams. Yeah. That's my favorite. You know what they could do with that hundred million is start a hemp farm in the USA so their hemp workwear isn't made in China. You know what um, they could do is not send all their T shirts in plastic. That too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But whatever, Patagonia. I listen, I'm a I'm a huge Yvonne Chenard fan. I'm I'm a little disenchanted with the behind the scenes of some of the Patagonia stuff. But I being kinda, in the industry, I go back and forth but, on on Patagonia as a whole and like kind of the whole the bigger stance of it, you know. Because um, I think for me, like there was things with Patagonia where I'm like, I don't like this company because I want to just buy gear and I don't care about their political causes. And their political causes are like very big part of their company. And then I read Chenard's book. I understand that was like a huge part of what created the company was they, they wanted to build that company in order to create or in order to support their political causes. Yeah. And then on the last page, he says essentially, but if you look at my parking lot, mm-hmm. half my employees all drive giant SUVs. And well, and it's the same paradox that we have, right? Like, cause I think we believe in, in the type of thing that's, you know, um, less consumerism and a little more, um, sustainability and, you know, those are all things that all of us believe in, but then we also work at a gear shop where we sell gear and we want to sell as much gear as we can, right? So it's a it's a similar paradox, I think, you know. At least we, and Patagonia fits into this because we sell Patagonia, at least we sell uh, quality product gear that um, that uh, is it's sustainable in that should you buy a Hilleberg tent, yeah. it might last you 20, 25 years. For you know, sure. You know, buying yeah. cheap stuff that's going to degrade and yeah. um, th- get thrown into the trash very soon. So we we, we, we do sell quality gears. Um, it saves you because you're making a one-time purchase versus buying a bunch of crap over and over and over again. Help save the environment. What we do hope is that the people who are making it don't make it all in China and these yeah. other places that don't 
they don't have the same regulations that we do in the United States. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things um, it's interesting when you talk about conference, excuse me, um, conservation and conservation causes and stuff, especially with our wild places. A lot of times, conservation efforts end up limiting limiting the access access to people and trying to limiting the number of people that are going into a into an area. And I I'm kind of of the belief that maybe the opposite works better for conservation. And for us as a shop, the more people that we can introduce into the outdoors in our community and get into that kind of stuff that maybe the the conservation, the air quality, the trash that we produce, all that stuff that affects us here locally, maybe people that are getting out into the outdoors and buying some of the products that we're selling will care about that stuff a little bit more. Because yeah. I know I did. I For me, you know, anecdotally, the more I started getting out and recreating, the more I started to care about that and notice it and yeah. see more than just my everyday stuff at home, you know? Anyway. We own a we run a shop here in town, Gear Thirty. You should shop there, Gear Thirty dot com. This this is hilarious, and and I I guess it's true, but it this article says that you know it's not a hundred percent verified. But a disgruntled Vail Resort employee holds a ninety percent flash sale on his last day, allegedly, allegedly. So this article on unofficial says, let me start by saying that while I trust my sources on this story, and there's like there's like TikToks and and tweets and stuff of, of employees verifying that it happened, but no one's like has actual the the proof of receipts or whatever yet yet because it's sort of breaking. Uh, so um, it says I'm still waiting for more information to come out, and but what I can say with 100% certainty that the events as described in the article, he says, did in fact happen. Uh, an employee at Breck Sports Beaver Run, located at the bottom of Breckenridge Beaver run super chair allegedly held an unapproved mega sale in which he sold everything in the store at 90%. I could see Avery doing this at 90% (laughs) off. It was supposedly the disgruntled employees last day of work. And with the store managers out of town, no one was there to stop him from sticking it to Vail resorts who owns the shop. Except for the law. I was that's for, cr- that's criminal conduct. <laughs> he mean, might get in a lot of for trouble. real. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Uh, says well, I was hopefully not. First yeah. made aware of <laughs> the story <laughs> thanks to the ever knowledgeable this weird guy, weird foothill guy on Twitter. He says he normally posts content from him skiing Denver's foothills on plastic skis. Hence the weird and foothill. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it turns out this dude like just did it. Says. The county needs to hear this story about a legend. A beaver runs Breck Sports Shop yesterday. We had a 90% flash sale. Home Homeowners were spending like five to ten grand filling their vehicles. The entire store was emptied by <laughs> 2 p.m. Apparently, it was a disgruntled employee on his last day, and Vail never approved the sale. Hands down, the biggest FU to Vail I've ever seen. In laugh emoji, laugh emoji. That was this dude's tweet who's from the area. Um, and then there were some more tweets that came in talking about, yeah, no, this, I think this really happened. This really happened, but that's allegedly, that's kind of funny, kind of criminal. <laughs> uh, he's probably, probably I mean, not probably, good. Probably a local legend there now. Like, uh, yeah. And I'm just also, saying though, like, if he likes he, that affects other people's lives who that's, who also work there. Well, who's he, who's job. he, sti- who's he sticking it to veil? For all the all the like it, all know. the billionaires that went in there and dropped five grand buying stuff at ninety, like whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He thought, yeah, he is a legend in his own mind. Sure. <laughs> as a shop owner, as a shop owner, like the idea of one of my employees doing that, like we would have to 
we would have to go after. We'd have them. to murder them. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not male, but if one of our no. shot, one of our that employees, would be so yeah, disheartening. It would, it would someone us. would feel like the oh my gosh. Mm, I'm just <laughs> uh, okay, animals. All right, next segment. That was news. <laughs> now on to animals. Animals. This is just a reminder. I don't know if you can hear some of this, but it is the elk rut in Yellowstone right now, right? Um, and oh, I was like, what was that? Oh yes, I got. I thought I was like breaking. Vi- <laughs> Avery, bro. <laughs> okay. Elk rut. So uh, this is. I love that. Is that crazy or what? The elk rut noises. Stay away from those red Avery's running. So first, don't drive a red car in Yellowstone up by Mammoth. There's multiple clips of elk overheated uh, charging red cars. That's I don't wild. know if it's like a. Dude. Maybe it's just coincidence that they're all red. Watch, but... watch, watch. Oh, oh! That was a side panel of a ship, Silverado, red, red truck. Uh, yeah. It, it so these, <laughs> it, it's elk season or rut season. You're going up to catch some of this action, right? Yeah, I got to talk to you about that. I might not make it. Oh, <laughs> which is which is a bummer. This is why I'm oh, I'm loving this right now. Them. But uh, this is another. This is a little two door yeah. red. Looks like a two wheel drive two door. Red truck, and this elk—it's in Mammoth. Just uh, charges the car. Dang. Yeah. So I've been fishing up there this time of year. It's just a spot that I like to go to. It's not near Mammoth, a little ways away, but excuse me. Um, we're out there standing in the river fishing. Me and a couple of my buddies, and we start hearing an elk bugle, and then from the other side of the valley, we hear another elk bugle. And then awesome. a third one starts chiming in. So we're like in the center of a triangle of three of them, like calling back and forth to each other. We're down in this little valley. And then we saw them like just while as we're out there fly fishing, saw all three of these elk come down out of the trees into the valley. And then they saw us and, you know, kind of split. But but it was pretty cool. We're like right out there in the middle of it. And it was like so cool. a little before dark. And we were all just being quiet, like fly fishing and yeah. listening to the elk. It was pretty sweet. Uh, at least they let you know oh, they're coming. Hey, I it's got not a bloody a nose. I'll be right back. Bear that sneaks up on you. There's a there's a tissue in the oven. Jeez, Avery. Open the oven. There you go. Quit picking your nose, bro. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he must be uh, dry in here. I don't know. <laughs> All right, there's a bear who particularly loves a 7-Eleven um, in Palisades, Tahoe, which is pretty interesting. You might have seen a video circulating online of a bear that has broken into a 7-Eleven to steal a Reese's candy bar. Clip's gone viral across TikTok, and upon further investigation, it appears that the bear is a habitual thief of the 7-Eleven near one of North America's most popular resorts, the Palisades, Tahoe, California. Everyone who's been to Palisades, Tahoe, as most most people, have likely stopped at that 7-Eleven at least once in their life. Anyway, the bear knows how to open doors, um, broke a mop in the store even, but he frequently likes to break into the 7-Eleven and steal food, which is concerning for the bear. But also kind of funny. Poor bear's going to get removed, I bet. Uh, then there's this guy named Thomas who's an idiot. Um, let's see if we should push play on this. Uh, so we can hear this. Okay. He's feeding a bison. <laughs> bison didn't like it very much. Uh, yeah, Thomas, it says here in the article, is not the smartest person. Uh, posted the video. It's a wild bison in like a reserve or something right outside the east gate of Yellowstone National Park. Don't feed the bison, people. That's all. We shouldn't even have to tell you these things. Don't feed the bison. Okay, so it's ski film time. 
Greg, uh, have you seen the trailers yet, or are you watching oh, yeah. the drops? No, yeah, the okay. trailers are out for the big ones. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Daymaker. So uh, Warren Miller's Daymaker, that one dropped. Uh-huh. Um, let's see if I could just get a little background on that. Daymaker. Anyway, what's your favorite one you've seen so far? The trailers? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm... A, I'm I'm a, first of all, let me preface by saying I'm kind of a ski film guy. Yeah, that's I go, good. I go to a lot of them, um, all all types. There's the level one ski film series that I go to that's like all park and street skiing kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, my favorite's Matchstick Productions. That's the one that we're going to screen through the shop. Yeah. Teton Gravity is always really good. Yep. I also like the Warren Millers. Um, Warren Miller would probably be like after. Matchstick's probably my favorite, then TGR, then Warren Miller. Okay. Uh, and my reason for that is... Warren Miller has become like very travel and uh, sponsor centric, and the skiing isn't quite as progressive. So what's interesting is, um, so ski films used to just tour, right? Like yeah. you just go to the town to tour. But um, now with so this next one is called Fleeting Time, um, Red Bull. So you got to go to Red Bull TV to watch yeah. it. Yeah. So there's different outlets, and yeah. like Amazon Prime is producing. And yeah. whole, you know, hosting, and so there's different yeah. all these different companies. I'm wondering, like Hulu, in the future, yeah. if some of them are all just going to jump on that ski well, film band. So maybe I'm wrong about this, but music to uh, Fleeting Time, the Red Bull one, Red Sounds Bull, like one. a yeah. big mountain excursion type of climbing and skiing the peaks. That's this one, music vibe. This, yeah, uh, so, stars Ben Ferguson. This is snowboarding. They traveled the globe. As you do. So there was a Marcus Eater last year. Red Bull did a the ultimate run. It was yeah. like a short film one that was really cool. Uh, they produce a lot of good ones. I don't think Red Bull does like a full like hour long film. They do like more like short film stuff. But this is the weirdest one I found today. It was weird. Uh, let's see. Let's play on this one. <clears throat> Battle for the first chair. And by. Who produced this? No Sounds way. like Vale. Right. They're too old. They don't have enough time. Where'd you find this list? They've been injured too many times. Multiple sites. And they don't have enough pin pin. Because I have most of it. Weird. Yeah. Pin pin is pin pin twenty is the maker opening day dreams in pin pin twenty. Kind of, it's snowboard. Interesting. Battle for the first chair, and it's on Amazon Prime, hmm. being released. And then uh, Teton, you mentioned uh, Jeremy Jones is still killing it, and so they did. Uh, they're releasing little segments of you know, Jeremy Jones all new film. over the world, and something about this, the Tetons is really special to me. Yeah. This is ski, ski, snowboard. Yeah. See, Jeremy understands about the Tetons. TGR. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeremy Jones, and I'm a professional snowboarder. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of year. Yep. So so do we have dates, or should, should we make announcements? Or yeah, what no, we... November 9th, Powder Mountain yeah. uh, has graciously allowed us to screen our uh, matchstick at the Arbor Lodge in Eden. Awesome. So that's November 9th at 7 p.m. up there. Um, we're going to set I haven't done it yet. I'll probably do it 
today or tomorrow we'll have an online purchase option probably through eventbrite or something cool um but entry will include a raffle ticket and there'll be more you can purchase more raffle tickets up there we got some cool gear we're going to give away and uh the proceeds of this are meant to go so just a little background here let me explain um powder mountain is pro patrollers and volunteer patrollers we have both both segments of our patrol um pro patrollers were paid where most of us are there i say us i'm on the pro patrol side um we're there three to four days a week paid. The volunteer staff is there on the weekends. They usually work one weekend day and then a week night. Um, anyway, as the pro patrol, we we get our dues paid for by the mountain. It's part of our pro stuff. But the volunteers actually pay membership dues to NSP mm-hmm. um, as part of the training that they go through. And so what we're trying to do is raise money for our volunteer patrol to pay their NSP membership dues for them. Awesome. So that they're not paying money to do this volunteer work that they're Right, doing for all of us. That's kind of our goal with that is to raise right. enough to cover the membership dues for all of our, our volunteer staff. And can you tell us about the film at all? Yeah, it's the Matchstick production film. It's got a lot of big names in it. You can look at the the trailer will be on our socials pretty soon, and you can find it online. Um, yeah, it's it's good progressive skiing, a lot of big mountain stuff, and it's uh, if you're a skier, you'll love it. Yeah, Avery, what are you doing with the bloody nose? It's just that time. Is that? Do you do you get bloody noses often? Yeah, once it starts getting cold and dry, hmm. they still these Texas boys. They can't handle the Utah dryness. No, hey, we just had a I'm bunch from, of water. It's been raining. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird. That's true. Yeah, it has been humid yesterday, but I don't know. Okay, uh, well, sorry you had to dip out for a second. That's all right. Anyway, I can listen to it. You can catch it. Catch it. Catch yeah. it later when we upload Next it. Sweet. Just that's it for this episode. But do you have a prize? Yeah. Okay. I missed all that, but. Email me, sales at gear30.com. Get a discount to shop gear30.com. Yeah. Awesome. That's maybe, it for this episode. If you're in the Ogden area and you do, maybe we'll throw in a free matchstick ticket. What? Email Avery, sales. I don't think this has been approved. Sales at gear30.com. <laughs> no, I got I got a free one we'll throw in if somebody. Uh, yeah. If you email me and you're in the Ogden area. If you listen to our podcast, we have one pair of tickets that I will give away. One pair. Yes. One. First one. claim. One. That's it. One pair. pair. One pair. Pair. Two podcast listener. That's it. First one, I love email it. me. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. And you can join Sales us. Sales at Gear30. Sales. Join us for MSB at the Arbor Lodge. It's going to be a fun event, I think. I love it. I'm excited. Catch you on the next episode. Yep. See you out there.